This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Steelers post-game podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, the other co-editor, Dave Schofield, and Shazam! Brian Anthony Davis, the <laughs> podcast producer, is back. Brian's back, and we're talking defense. We're going to talk defense, game balls, as well as final thoughts, all that good stuff that we always break down here in second part of the show. And before we get any go any further, those that are on YouTube, thank you very much for all the donations. Thank you for the likes and the subscribing to the channel. If you don't know, we had a YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com and search BTSC Steelers Radio. And you can get our podcast anywhere where you get your podcast. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. All right. Now, let's go to the stats here for the defensive side of the football. Let's start with the – we'll start with the rush defense or the front seven, as we call it. Um, ah, let's see here. The Bengals, had they rushed for 139 yards total. Perrine had 48 on seven carries. Sean Williams had one for 39. That was the that was uh, the punt, punt that goes down as a that yes, goes down okay. the rushing yards. I saw 139. I was like, man, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, it was Gio, 100 otherwise. Yeah. Gio Bernard 30, Trayvon Williams 22. 139 is a large number. That's not going to help their average. We'll put it that way. So this is a third straight game. Even if you take away the 39 yard fake punt, even if you take that away, it's a third straight game. They've surrendered a hundred yards or more on the ground. Guys, let's grade out the rush defense. We'll start with you, Brian. I thought the rush defense was fine because I am not counting that fake punt. That that's not really against your rush defense. If you ask me, they're expecting a punt. So what what does that put them around 102 yards giving 100 up on the nose 100, 100 on the, right on the nose you know what i i don't care i i thought they were fine they that running game was never really moving the chains for cincinnati whatsoever so that's a paper stat they that's a bring up bring out leaf flowers and they were paper 100 <laughs> yard rushers if you ask me all right dave Schofield, agree or disagree um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Hold on. I was trying to add it up here real quick. Um, you do realize that let's see so far. Yeah. that 22 of those 100 yards came on the, on the last drive when they were just milking the clock. Yeah. So, I mean, really, if you're talking about it, it was 78 yards is what they gave up. Yeah. What about it? There was a couple big plays they did bust out at times, but that's the same kind of thing that you're hoping the Steelers running game can get going eventually. So I think the rush defense did a pretty nice job. Um, I'm going to give it 
Uh, um, I'm going to give it an A, no, a B plus. Good to stop between A minus or a B plus. Yeah. I'm going to give it a B plus just because the numbers don't look as good, but you can explain why the numbers didn't quite look as good. I'm going to go with a B because I, I still feel like they're missing something. I don't know. You know, Mike Tomlin spoke about Avery Williamson, how he was happy he got some physical repetitions in the game today. I don't know if maybe they need to start infusing him a little bit more. I'm not sure what they need to do, but I will say this that I thought that they meshed well with the Steelers offensively. In other words, when the Steelers offense was putting points on the board, they made the Bengals one dimensional and that's what you want. They slowed the run enough that they, they had to throw with Burrow had to throw to get him back into the game. And therefore that kind of becomes obsolete. So I, I did say on my podcast, my let's ride morning podcast earlier or last week, I feel like if they can just be a bend home break at times, that's fine. You know, protect the end zone where they did a good job of that. They only gave up one touchdown. And then that garbage field goal at the end, I thought the defense did a great job and I'll give the, the rush defense a B we'll give them a B. Uh, let's get to this uh, super chat while we have a break here. Ocams OX says four nine. He gives us four ninety nine. Thank you very much. The Bengals remain the bungles. Who else would fake a punt trailing by 29 only to almost get their rookie quarterback wrecked in a game. That's clearly over. You do have to wonder why you would pull that out of your hat right now in a game that seems to be really out of hand. Why would you pull that out of your hat now? I, I don't know. Dave, what are your It's thoughts? because they specifically saw something against the Steelers. I gotcha. Um, although you could also argue, then you should have saved it for the next matchup. Because yeah. this isn't this isn't like the Cowboys or the Jaguars, where this is your one crack at the Steelers this year. This is your first of two. If they saw something they really liked against the Steelers, why not? And at that point, they almost wanted to see, hey, will it work? Will it not work? Why not at that point? I mean, it's well, going forward on fourth and forever. I'm I'm actually glad that it happened to the Steelers in this game because it wasn't at a critical juncture. It was in garbage time, and yeah. your special teams now has seen that, and they're going to learn from that. Brian, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Now they are looking for it. I see where Steelers-Pittsburgh calls it a Wang Harbaugh move. It, it really is. <laughs> I love that, and I love that we were able to pen that name here on the, uh, the post-game show. But, you know. Guys, no, it's a Wang Harbaugh move if you do it when you're up by that much. That's when it's the Wang move. To me, when yeah. you're down, go for it. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I, you know, I get that. And I mean, I'm not, it's no, it was no consequence to the Steelers. That's just, like I said, pay, I mean, paper running because that's just 39 yards. And now it gives Pittsburgh something to work on. And really, and they're going to work on something like that. They're going to, they got caught with their pants down. And this time you get caught with your pants down, you don't get shot in the face. That's the good thing, because usually when you get caught with your pants down, it's a bad, bad thing, and you're running, and your pants are around your ankles, and it's bad, and you might get shot in the face. So the Steelers are fine in this situation. You, Like Dave said, man, you took something out of your arsenal that you could have used against them in the second quarter of a ne the next game to really screw up this team. You wasted ammunition. It's a bungling thing to do. It's a bungling thing to do. All right, let's uh, get to the um, – well, let's go to pass rush. We'll go to the pass rush. The Pittsburgh Steelers finished the day with four sacks, nine quarterback hits. But, guys, I got to be honest, a tackle for loss will have six there. Tackle for loss is six. Guys, I mean, 
they didn't blitz a lot. I, I know that yeah. I, you know, I read uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk. Kevin Smith, who's on our pregame show with Brian every week, he writes a weekly scouting report. And I always read it because I, he's a high school head coach. His team's doing really, really well in New Jersey right now. But still, I take a look at seeing what does he think is, this game is going to kind of resemble. And he thought this was a game where the Steelers would pull out all the stops and just blitz the heck out of Joe Burrow. They didn't. They really, really didn't. They kind of sat back more. We're trusting their front four to get home and they didn't do it a bunch, but at the same time, guys, what do you grade the pass rush? Four sacks is four sacks, but were you happy enough with it? Brian, we'll start with you. You know, I would have loved to have seen them put way more pressure on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. I would have loved to have seen six or seven sacks there, but that's just me being greedy. They played a smart game on defense the whole way. So I'm still going to give them an A because that's a lot of sacks. Four's a good bit of sacks. for That's a huge amount of sacks for any other team. For the Steelers, it's average, and that's pretty awesome. What do they have, 36 in nine games? So they're averaging four a game? 30, I'm sorry, yep. hold on. That would be 36. Yep. 36, right. In. You know, 36. So with that being said, you know, you average 28. I mean, you average four a game the next seven games. That's 28. If you I get, can do you get your 64 that you yeah. that's double your 32. So which they had at the midway point. You're exactly right, Brian. So there you go. Now I, I love the defensive game plan. They did it right against this guy. It surprised me, but it doesn't mean it was the wrong thing to do. Dave, what are your thoughts? Couple things come into that. One, no Mike Hilton. That's, yeah. you know, why tip off some other stuff? You didn't have Mike Hilton. Two, exactly what we said with the whole fake punt. If you're winning the game, you're doing a good job. They can't convert a third down. You knew that the wind was an issue with him thrown anyway. Why throw all these crazy blitzes at him this time? When you don't have to, and now you can you can blitz the crap out of him when they play Cincinnati in December, and it won't be that he's seen it already. It's a good point. I don't that's think that's point. what they did, but that's what I'm going to take out of it. I am going to uh, I'm going to give them an A. I thought they did enough, especially in key at key moments. Um, but but just a quick sidebar: you're really starting to see the value of Mike Hilton. Is that not blatantly obvious? We talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Can they bring him back next year? Mike Hilton, in my opinion, is driving his price up because Cam Sutton's great, but Cam Sutton's not Mike Hilton. He just isn't. We know this. So, guys, I'll ask you the same question I asked for Juju in part one. You think they find a way to sign Mike Hilton to a contract next year? Dave, we'll start with you. Um, With him missing so much time, you might get a better deal. Do you see my point, though, with his value, though? Yeah. I mean, his yeah. value is just... Com- is just I don't know that enough. his value is going to be as much, once again, much like we said about Juju, somewhere else. Or is he going to be utilized That's in the right point. system somewhere else? That the Steelers are basically... Look how important he is to that defense. A lot of their defense and the way they blitz and the way they get after the, 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 the passer has a lot to do... It's geared as much around him as it is guys like TJ Watt. You're right. You're right. What about you, Brian? Thoughts on Mike Hilton? I would love to see him keep this guy. Um, They're going to have to keep him or Cam, or they're going to keep one of these guys. You would think that he would be a priority. It's just how much that you have a team that has got a lot of money in their pockets, how much he wants to go to that team. 
And that's the thing. If they win the Super Bowl, you will see an exodus because guys will make more money because they'll have a chance to leave. There, um, A lot of people will see what they can do. You know, he's a niche player, though. He really is. He's not He's not your traditional cornerback. He's he's your slot corner guy he, against a run. I listen to Dave and I listen to Jeff saying, you know, what's he going to do in another system? He doesn't care because he was an undrafted free agent and he needs to get his money. Yeah. And he's he has probably put less in his pocket than anybody else here. So, you know, you know what I mean? I know he's uh he's been the uh what was it the restricted not the restricted but the uh the ex free agent. He's gotten every tag you can think of. He yeah, was a restricted, restricted exclusive right. Exclusive. That's exclusive what I was looking for. Exclusive rights. No. No, but he did no, he past. was a res- no, he was yes, he was exclusive right right. Yeah. <laughs> Bleah. Yes, he was a exclusive rights the year before last and restricted last year. Yeah. He's had every tag possible. So yeah, he has to get his money. He has to get his money. Yeah. We'll see. Sean Manahan puts two dollars in the tip charts. His only stat that matters nine wins, zero losses. That is yeah. correct. That's a fact, Jack. As Brian says at the end of his shows. Okay, um, let's go to the secondary. Let's go to the secondary. Secondary, you had Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cameron Sutton as your top three tacklers with Edmonds having eight, Minka with six, Sutton with five. Sutton had a forced fumble. Uh, that was a great play, really turned the titles on T. Higgins. Um, and then also you had uh, some pass defenses. Let's see who had pass defenses. Joe Hayden with three. Steven Nelson with one. They had four, and that was it. Guys, thoughts on the secondary on this game where the team did not surrender a third down conversion? I'll go with Brian. We've gone in the same way every time. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Hayden was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Uh, he was he was playing old school Hayden. Uh, they talked about, hey, you're trying to take advantage of a guy like Joe Hayden who's been around a long time. He looked vintage. I really loved the way he played today. Minka looked good. Edmonds looked good. Everybody, I thought everybody looked good when you're not giving up third down conversions like that. And you have, you really, you had one play where they went for 54 yards on the pass to T. Higgins, who was, I I think, look out. A.J. Green's done. T. Higgins, this is his team. You've got Tyler Boyd on that team, and you've got a quarterback. This team's going to be very good. Wasn't their day today, but you are going to really. When you look at number eighty-five, you're going to be like, "Oh," because he is that good. But these guys shut them down. They've got a guy named Auden Tate that's pretty good too, as well. You know, they've got a lot of weapons there. They've got a decent tight end in uh, Drew Sample, who hardly did anything as well. Inspired game by that secondary. Dave, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of like I said before when it came to the overall defenses. You had the one busted, you know, that was obviously, you know, both guys were covering short on on that busted play to Higgins. I mean, you could see there was nobody back there except except Minka, who was more in the middle of the field. There was no reason for everyone to be pre- pressing up that much. I don't know who the missed who it was really on, but you got to straighten those things out. You, you know, because in the secondary, one screw up and it's and it's six points and you're, and you're kicking for another one. So you got to clean that up a little bit, but my goodness, zero third down conversions. And that's, that's the thing. What are you going to see on third down? You're going to see passes. I don't remember a third down run the whole game. 
So you're talking about all those third downs being pass plays where they were either incomplete or tackled short. And one other thing I do want to say, and that magic number is five, and that is five targets for A.J. Green with zero receptions. And it's not that he's completely washed up. He is still, you know, he might not be the main guy because they have other good guys, but he is still a good receiver. And they decided we're just going to take him out of the game. And they did. I think the pass defense did great. And for those of you that said, oh, tell, you know, Terrell Edmonds had a, a good game for once, then you haven't been watching the previous eight because he's having a very good season. If only he could have come up with the interception on that deflection, it just would have been the icing on the cake for him. But that, this, that secondary really is coming together. Oh, what in the heck happened to AJ Green? That's that's what I want to know. And I hey, can't say it's all the quarterback because they're trying to give him the ball, but he just does not look the same. I know he's had toe and foot injuries. Maybe that's he doesn't look motivated to be there. I'm surprised they've kept him there if they didn't trade him at the deadline or something. But still, I'm going to give the secondary an A. I thought they did a great job. Was really hoping Minka would get to jump around. I think he was going to. Uh, there was a sack on. I he think didn't Watt throw it. He didn't, he didn't throw, throw it. That he would have been a pick. Yeah. <laughs> if he threw it, he was getting it. But yeah. I think the secondary is really coming. It was great to see Joe Hayden. And kudos to Jeffrey Benedict, who is a podcaster here on our Know Your Enemy podcast. He said that Joe Burrow loves to throw the ball to the right side. He said Hayden's going to have an, a busy day, and he stepped up to the challenge. So kudos to Jeffrey for calling that one for sure. Um, let's go through here uh, and talk about some of the players that did register sacks. Uh, Robert Spillane, who actually Mike Tomlin gave him the nickname Mick. I didn't know that. So I guess the players might call him. I don't know. Who cares? TJ, because is why is it? There was a uh, back in the 80s. There was a there was a writer, Mickey Spillane, mm-hmm. and he had a show called M- Mike Hammer. So it was Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer. So that's why he's calling him Mick. OK, very good. So. Mick slash Spilly gets one. TJ Watt with two. Bud Dupree, they ESPN gave him one. I'm shocked they didn't share that with Tuit. Uh, that was a play where they were both kind of they were both there. Um, you also might see Spillane's get shared with Alualu. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good point. So that those numbers, I don't think Watts are going to change at all. He has two, so that moves his total. What's his total now, Dave? Do you have that number? Nine. Nine, Nine times. times. He's, he's on a good. He's on a good pace. He's on a good pace. I'm still waiting for that game where he gets three or four. You know, I'm still waiting I on that. Thought game. this might be it. I thought this might be it, especially with the Seals rub us so much. I'm like, all right, go pad your sack stats. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but um, they got to force. So that's that's good. That's good enough. Sean Manahan gives us $2 and gives us an update on the Sunday night football game going on right now between the Baltimore Ratbirds and the New England Cheatriots. Um, it is tied up, I guess. The Ratbirds had scored early. Wangbirds. Wangbirds. <laughs> <laughs> That's from one of our, one of our oh, touchdown man. under blokes. There he is. Touchdown under. All right, guys. Let's uh, – we got to – we got to do this. Uh, let's do defensive game ball first, and then we do have to talk about special teams. So let's uh, let's do defense first. Game ball, Brian, start with you. I've talked about him earlier. I'm going to stick with it. Joe Hayden had a phenomenal game. Okay, good one. That's, yep. that's I would have probably gone with Dave. Who do you think? Um, just for 
the spirit of it. I'm going to go Vince Williams. The way he blew up that one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, that on that run play, he crushed it. It seemed like he was all over the place. It seemed like he wanted to be the guy that still came out and made plays, even though he didn't practice all week. I know you could give it to other people with TJ and two sacks and all these other stuff. I thought a lot of the defense played well, but for some reason, just on that one play, I, I, I want to give some props to Vince Williams. Uh, you, I'll, I'll go. I'll think out of the box here too, because we could go with uh, TJ Watt, um, but I'm going to go with Cam Sutton. The I, second I, game in a row that he's forced to fumble. I think it's the third. Really, he forced yeah. one in Baltimore. I, I saw on Twitter that he that he, he forced yeah. he forced one in Baltimore. I I saw it on Twitter, but I, Twitter lies sometimes, so you just don't know. Still, Cam Sutton. Yeah. I said that you know the value of Mike Hilton. No. Cam Sutton is providing some value as well. Go ahead, Dave. What I was going to say about that, that play where he knocked the ball that ended up being his best play, it actually started off as probably one of his worst plays of the game <laughs> by giving up the reception that he gave up because yeah. he shouldn't – that was iffy. But talk about taking a play – that's why you never give up on a play and taking a play that started off not so too well in your favor and making it turn into your own personal highlight reel. Got to love it. Well, and that can go for both of the Steelers' takeaways today. In Ola Adenye came from behind on the punt return, oh, didn't yeah. put on the play, and Erickson coughs up the football. Those are just hustle plays. Th- those are things that you can't – you have to have that inside you to want to just keep driving it after the play. But the Steelers do get two takeaways. They don't turn it over, so that plus-minus number goes even further north. Now they're plus nine. Boy, that nine keeps coming back. Nine to no, nine times. Okay, go ahead, Brian. I got to ask a question. This is probably a good question for Dave. Why was that? It was an Adeni, another Adeni play that when the guy was fumbling the ball around in the end zone and never officially downed it and got cracked, why is that not a safety? I at first thought I thought it was too. I didn't look up the rule or anything, but I'm, I'm fairly certain what it is, is is you have to have possession of the ball outside of the end zone before in, in order and then go back into the end zone for it to be a safety. The ball did hit off of him, but then, but, and he didn't like force the ball into the end zone. That's my understanding of it was because he didn't have possession. Now you would say, well, what about a punt? Wouldn't a punt be the same thing? Would it be? Safe? No, the difference with a punt is then it would have been a live ball. A kickoff's a live ball the whole time anyway. So you didn't have to hit off him to be live. So, because he, he didn't have possession first outside of the end zone, is why. That's my yeah. understanding. It's the only they were very definitive when they called that touchback. Like they didn't gather together. Like the the side judge was like, "No, that's a touchback." So we'll we'll I'm sure we'll get some clarification on that. Um, all right, very good. I do want to say uh, before we get to our final thoughts here, I got to give a shout out to, to to Jordan Berry. As much as I hate the guy. As much as I bash him in these shows and on my Let's Ride podcast, I think he had probably the best game of his career uh, from top to bottom today. Uh, just looking at his numbers, he did punt the ball a lot, seven punts. He had an average of 49.3. He had one touchback. He pinned him inside the 10 several times. Inside the 20 was registered for a long punt of 62. That's the type of punting performance I talk about when I say where you can have a bad offensive series and your punter is going to bail you out with a nice long kick, not shanking it. To be honest with you, he hasn't really shanked one since he's been back. He had a couple short ones, but I thought he's been playing well since he returned. Uh, you guys, if you want to talk about Jordan Berry, you can. That was just a quick little sidebar. Dave, anything? 
I mean, and on the touchback, it almost seemed like they didn't care. I mean, he boomed it into yeah. the end zone. It was one of those things of, uh, let's not let them return it. They can have right. it at 20. Brian, thoughts on uh, the Aussie? No, I thought I thought he was very good, and I thought he did really well. I'm he had a pretty good game today. Yeah, shout out to him. All right, let's go to final thoughts to wrap up this show. Uh, let's go with Dave. Oh, I have to give my final thoughts first. Yeah. So okay, this was what we wanted to see last week, and it's funny because I was with my game picks. I was a, I was a week off. I was saying, oh yes, I'm going to you know everything about me last week said, don't take the big point spread. You know, the Steelers aren't going to cover. And I did listen to myself. So this week I said, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I said, I'll probably get it backwards, which was great. I should have known coming home. The wind helped. Everything kind of went in the Steelers' favor. Still, not a perfect game. But they played well in the first half. They played well in the second half. Yes, you're like, oh, could they get more on these offensive drives at times? Absolutely. But you want to know what? They scored 36 points. Yeah, they did. They put up 36 and if they would have kicked the other extra point, there's, there's your 37, you know, great job all around. And anytime you can keep a team from converting on third down, my goodness, that's, that's a dominating stat. You don't understand what that does to a game. That means you are forcing a team to either go for it or punt that many times in a game. That's fantastic. I felt it was a much more balanced attack by offense and defense, both doing well, obviously not running pass and offense. So it's the Steelers still have stuff to work on when incorrect. And let's on to Jacksonville. There you go. Brian Anthony Davis, final thoughts. This team is nine and zero, and this is a special team. I know I say that every single week you kind of wanted to make a statement this week because everybody was talking about, I heard one of my buddies say that this is the worst eight and O team they've ever seen going into this game in the history of football. I'm like, no, come on. Remember other teams are going to struggle. They're not, you're not going to win every single week, but the way the Steelers are made up, you actually feel like they have an opportunity to win every single week. They're not dominant, but today they were dominant. They completely dominated this team, and they could have won this team by so much more. As Jeff Hartman likes to say all the time, that they have not played their A game yet. So when this team finally puts together their A game, look out, because they are playing some fantastic football now. The only problem you have is you're in 2020, where there's going to be a lot of top-heavy teams. You've got a team with one loss right behind you. You've got a couple two-loss teams not too far away either. Very good. Yeah, I agree. Sean Manahan giving us $2 said Pittsburgh's nine and no Casey's eight and one. And that kind of ties in with my final thoughts. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers are scoreboard watching, but for all the right reasons, they are the ones that have developed a lead and are now saying, well, how much distance do we have between us and everyone else? The Kansas city chiefs don't look like they're going anywhere and that's fine. They are also in a very tough division in the AFC West. But the Baltimore Ravens who are playing right now, that game has not been concluded at the time that this was recording. If they were to somehow lose in New England, my gosh, then they have to go to Tennessee, and then they have Pittsburgh on Thursday. Pittsburgh Steelers are taking care of their own business. All the scoreboard watching that's being done is typically with fans, and that's when it's fun. You just say, hey, what do they got to do to lock up a top seed? What do they have to do to lock up the division? It's going to be a fun, fun down the stretch. But here we go, 9-0, and Pittsburgh Steelers win again. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I've, no one's ever been through this. 
No one's ever been through this. I never know. I, I was walking upstairs with my laptop. I was like, gosh, they, they went again. Like this, <laughs> whatever you're doing out there that you're superstitious, don't change a freaking <laughs> thing. Okay. Don't change a freaking thing. I'm superstitious. Mm-hmm. Very super superstitious. Good, Brian. I got a brand new chair, a recliner in week, like the off week. I mean, I was supposed to get it for Father's Day. It took a while to come in. I have not sat in it during a game yet because I have been in the exact same spot on my couch. I said to my wife, I want to sit in my chair. She's like, you can't. I'm like, I know I'm not going to touch that chair. (laughs) I got to give, I got to just dollar 99 from uh, Brad. He says, or I'm not sure if I said that correctly. I'm sorry, but he said, how about that man? Ray Ray. He should have three touchdowns this season and he has none. (sighs) I'm sitting there. My kids now yell with me there. They go, Ray, 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 Ray. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's it for this show. We appreciate everyone that watched live on YouTube and for checking us out on our podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast, make sure behind the steel curtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We're going to have everything covered for you coming off this game and preparing you for the upcoming game in Jacksonville. We will be back after that Jaguars game, 1 PM kickoff. Thank goodness for that. And uh, so make sure you check out all of our stuff this week and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, talking about a 10-0 and Steelers team. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you later.